Hi, this is the Seattle Mama Doc Podcast, and I'm Dr. Wendy Sue Swanson. We all work so hard to perfect how we pull off parenthood, and often we may not feel good enough. I'm here to help you face those challenges head on. I'm talking about mumps. Now, bumps is not something that we talk about very much because it's kind of one of those diseases of yonder year. And the reason is, is we immunize against mumps. Mumps is an infection. It's caused by a virus. I mean, it's almost like a common cold type virus. Um, And historically, it's been pretty rare because we've been immunizing against it using the MMR vaccine. Stands for measles, mumps, and rubella. We typically talk a lot about measles because measles is so infectious and so life-threatening when it happens and because we've had these outbreaks. But we're also starting to see some outbreaks of mumps around the country. And most of the time, the outbreaks of mumps are in like college-age kids who live together in the dorms and or have been been away from the vaccine long enough that their immunity wanes a little bit and they're not as protected. So let me explain what that means. So when you get an immunization, sometimes your body responds with an immune response that lasts for a lifetime. And with other vaccines, sometimes that wears off over time. So that's part why we do, you know, we do some boosters with some of the vaccines. Like when you get a tetanus booster, one of the reasons you're doing that is that that vaccine we don't think lasts long enough. So every 10 years or so, we say, go get that booster. Well, mumps is maybe a little bit like that, where we know that as you get older, you might be a little bit more susceptible, but some people will have lifelong immunity from the vaccine. So we have seen that mumps is really right now uh, at a 10-year high. And, and that means right now we're having an outbreak in the kind of Seattle area or south of Seattle, an area called Auburn, where we're up to about 71 cases. So they've confirmed 17 of those cases and 54 are probable. That means those people have likely been exposed to someone with mumps and they have this typical symptoms, which I'll talk about. Now, about 50 of those 70 are children, and that's just defined by being under the age of 18. Um, So, you know, what we know is that you're more likely to get mumps when you're in close quarters. You're probably more likely to get mumps when you're a kid because the way you basically share and, you know, basically swap spit. So mumps is this virus that causes kind of a common cold type thing where you feel down and out. You feel you get a fever. You can feel achy. You can feel really low energy. And often you'll get pain opening and closing your jaw. So that's what makes it seem a little different than a regular bug. And that is in part because you get what's called a parotitis, which is the parotid gland is one of the glands that makes up the glands that make your saliva or spit in your mouth. And it's in the side of your cheek and right over your jaw. And you'll often, with mumps, really see inflammation in that gland and also significant soreness and tenderness. And so in that constellation of symptoms, that's where you get mumps. Now, The reason we immunize against it is mumps is really infectious, and you get it by coughing and sneezing or being exposed to someone who's infected who does that. But the thing is with mumps, you're infectious two days before you get those symptoms. So even before you feel down and out or before you have a fever or before your jaw hurts, you could be spreading mumps to somebody else. That's why vaccination works so great because those who get exposed don't even know they've done it. But you also can just get exposed with close talking. And literally on the on the on the Department of Health website I was reviewing for this podcast, it says when you're spraying saliva while talking. Ew. Right. So like (laughs) close talking, you can get mumps. So you're in school. Some kids just talking to you doesn't even feel sick yet. And they could spread it to a child who's not protected. So, for example, in the Auburn School District, they've sent home a couple hundred kids who don't have documentation of being up to date with the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, the two doses you get at age one and before kindergarten, age four or five, until it's been at least 20 some days after the last case comes up. So these kids are staying at home or they're getting vaccinated right now. So it's a big deal in the sense that, 
yeah, it causes this crummy bug. You feel really down and out. You get the swollen glands. About one in 10 kids get swelling in their testicles really awful and uncomfortable for boys. Um, and the other big thing is that we also immunize because rarely, and this is rare, it can cause swelling of the brain or even things like long-lasting changes in deafness. So no question, the best way to avoid mumps is to be vaccinated. Your kids are likely protected, but sometimes the vaccine isn't perfect. So, you know, when we talk about the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, we talk a lot about measles. And MMR vaccine for measles is great. After one dose, 95% of us will never get measles. After the second dose, 99% of us will never get measles in a lifetime. It's not as good for mumps. Somewhere between 70 and kind of 90-ish percent, but it averages out about 80, 80 88% of those of us who get the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine are protected against mumps. But it really does mean that one in 10 of our kids, one in 10 of us as adults, may not be protected against mumps. So we don't want to be exposed to mumps because of that. And that, remember, the thing that's really annoying about mumps is that these people are infectious for two days before their symptoms even come. So here's what you need to know about mumps right now. If your kid is not in the Auburn School District, you're probably pretty safe. But that being said, this outbreak may spread. So to be cautious, make sure with your doc, if you've delayed any vaccines or you're concerned, make sure your child and you are up to date on your measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine. Again, we give it at age one, and then we give that booster dose right before kindergarten. Of course, have your kids stay home um, when they're ill. Covering cough and sneezes will work, and then that close talking spring saliva. But again, it's tough with mumps because, again, people are infectious even before they're sick. But that being said, when you are sick and these kids who are sick with mumps are not allowed back until after that peritonitis or that jaw swelling, all of those symptoms resolve. And there's been some significant time that passed and then they can go back to school. So again, outbreak of mumps in the kind of Seattle area or Auburn era, we're seeing from the Center for Disease Control that these mumps outbreaks are at a 10-year high. We had another spike way back in 2007 as well. So we've been seeing these different bumps and we'll keep working to think on it. Sometimes in, in college age kids, for example, sometimes they'll ask kids who have maybe been exposed or don't have great documentation to get another dose or even do a third dose of measles, mumps, rubella. If you've got any concerns about your kids, or any concerns about people in your community, talk to your pediatrician or family doc. Mumps, yuck! Make sure you're up to date on your shots. The reality is, parenting is a high-stakes job. But the good news is, you've got this. Thanks for listening. The Seattle Mama Doc Podcast episodes air every single week. I'm always interested in hearing what you have to say, what was helpful, and what you want to learn more about. Reach out to me on Twitter at Seattle Mama Doc, on my Facebook, Seattle Mama Doc, or at SeattleMamaDoc.com. Tell me what you want to learn. Tell me if you want to join me and point me to experts you'd love to learn more from.